Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Michael Z. Williamson, a prominent Bain science fiction author. We're going to talk a little bit about his background, what he writes, why. Uh, so to get us started, uh, Mike, why don't you just give us a brief background on your on your bio, just a general background on kind of where you're from, et cetera. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> so I was born in the UK. My father's Scottish. My mother's English. I, I joke that they got married, so I'm Scottish. Um, <laughs> we moved to Canada. Uh, we moved to the US. Uh, I enlisted in the Air Force. I was active duty Air Force, Army National Guard, Air National Guard, Army National Guard again, Air National Guard again. When you're in the Guard, you don't have a promotion slot. If you're qualified, you try and take the promotion slot. So it gets, you know, it can be, be a bit mercenary in, in some fields. And uh, uh, deployed for Operation Desert Fox and the support of OIF. Um, I've uh, been writing for 20, well, I've been getting published for 20 years, been writing pretty much my entire life. Um, I've been uh, a bladesmith since, uh, amateur basis since 1983 professional since 1991 um it's back to being part-time once i started getting published a lot and i've got a couple of long long overdue projects for friends i need to catch up on um i'm a amateur gunsmith because i'm a huge gun collector and a lot of the stuff i collect there really aren't people around who can fix them, fix them. <laughs> yeah you know, stuff made 150 years ago yeah so you started right i guess you started professionally publishing uh, for you've been professionally publishing for about 20 years mm -hmm. go all let's go all the way back mm -hmm. and what was the first sale you had was it a, a short story novel like how did you um, get started i don't remember which was first but about 98 1998 i was getting uh articles published for second amendment activism on keepingbeararms.com and a couple of other sites and I was selling erotica. Uh, doesn't pay much, but it's uh, there's always a market for it. And, yeah, there's a lot of great authors who got their start in erotica. And, and in fact, Robert Silverberg cranked out, so to speak, uh, a couple of hundred smut novels in the 50s. Uh, um, then I started getting, uh, 2002 or so, I became editor at large for Survival Blog. I send them a lot of mm -hmm. links. I send them, I do product reviews. You know, um, manufacturers send me stuff and I try to break it. Uh, and frequently I get to keep it, not always, but often. And uh, you know, articles on uh, procedures and philosophies and various disaster related concepts. Um, I've uh, done some work for Discovery Channel and uh, Discovery and science channel consulting on tv shows on military matters and firearms and uh you know, it's been a, a long convoluted path and, and when did you sell your first novel to bane or like when did you get into science I, fiction and and, and that i'd always been genre? so i actually well i got into science fiction in seventh grade a friend of mine was reading heinlein's um have space it will travel mm -hmm. and there's a couple of equations in there for acceleration and time and things like that. And he wasn't quite sure how they worked and I showed him how you plug numbers in to get answers. And I read that book and I read all the other Heinlein juveniles, the Del Rey's and um, John Christopher and uh, bunches of others. 
And I started writing sci-fi in eighth grade, and it was it was garbage because well, it was eighth grade. <laughs> um, and I started trying to write seriously when I was about twenty-two. You know, it was a few years later I started getting you know the technical stuff and uh, other fiction published. Um, I had I'd finished writing Freehold around two thousand, and I was at the World Science Fiction Convention talked to Jim briefly because I'd met him once before and I knew he wouldn't remember me and I said so and he said oh I remember you perfectly he was being sarcastic at, uh, <laughs> from one chance meeting and um, but uh, someone referred me to Bain's Bar and the online forum and I started hanging out there and I've mentioned this elsewhere I was complaining about uh, I, Stephen Barnes told me to write short stories and get short stories published and get known which is an old method and it still sort of works but these days it's much better if you can show up and say, say, oh, I've got a blog with 80,000 daily viewers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a much better uh, catch for a publisher these days. Um, my short fiction, it, it, I needed to develop. I was a, I was a better novelist than, than short fiction writer, but I kept getting rejections and I complained. You know, Alas, it doesn't work for us at this time. And like, dear contributor, thanks, but no thanks. You know, there, there's no right. need to right. pretty him in. He, uh, so maybe they're being alliterative, a lack, a lack, soleil. And what, what, what publication? What publication was that that did that to that you? All of them. That was all of them. <laughs> that was fantasy and SF. That was analog. That was Asimov's. You know, alas, it doesn't work for us at this time. That's what that's what irritated me. It's like, it's like, <laughs> if you're going to copy paste each other, at least you know keep it uh, simple and to the point. Well, I just hate it when there's like a sentence, like just say, "Unfortunately, we didn't accept it." Like, did, like don't your, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we received your uh, submission of such and such. It doesn't suit our uh, needs at this time, or it doesn't suit this publication, or you know something brief and direct. Yeah, yeah, if it's the wrong exactly. Publication, say so, so they don't waste your time and theirs. Uh, if it doesn't suit your needs at this time, because you've already published a story on tap dancing robots on Mars or whatever. You know, yeah, well, I don't need the foreplay. Just just yeah, go straight right. to it. Just give it yeah. to me. Like I, yeah. <laughs> time for that. Right? You know, thanks, but no thanks. And uh, he said, send me one single chapter of something you're working on. I'll take a look at it. So I sent him one period, single period chapter in the subject. And uh, he wrote back, uh, I have read it. <laughs> and he said, so this part here, you, it, it elides description. You need some more detail there. I'm not sure why getting aboard a shuttle needs a more description, but this man has been doing this as long as I've been alive, so I will take his advice. Mm -hmm. And I fleshed out that paragraph and uh, like, oh, actually, that, that does actually make it a segue rather than the cut. And then he said, well, send me another chapter. Uh, so we did this for like nine months. And he says, let's call it a deal. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take the old. And I, I think that year, the only two new authors they had were uh, Tom Kratman and myself. Oh, wow. So, so that, was, that was it. Yeah. And yeah, rest is rest is history. So uh, if yeah. if somebody picks up you know, like Weird World War Four mm -hmm. and you know, reads read your story, which I'm assuming is probably very different than some of the other. Um, there, there's some snark in, there's there's little bits of snark in everything, and some are more prevalent than others. But that one, we pulled out all the stops. Yeah, like, that one was like <laughs> like snarkity snark snark snarky snark. Um, but if somebody reads that and, and enjoys it. What what's the first thing they should start out with? Like what what novel that you have that they should go to first? If if they like the political sarcasm in it, and it's not for any particular politics, it's for all politics. Yeah, um, yeah. Or even like, or even yeah. just 
like making fun of anybody like bureaucracies. Yeah, right? they like that. Probably the Ripple Creek books, Future Mercenaries. Um, I wrote those because you know people think, uh, oh yeah, well you'll you know you can make science fiction up as you go along. Well, you have to have a consistent right. universe to whatever you're writing. And uh, oh, the military gets to you know go wild and blow things up. Like um, not usually, you know. There's yeah, there are consequences. You have financial limitations, you have ammo restrictions, you have politicians second guessing everything. These days with cameras over your shoulder. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. And uh, so I, I did Ripple Creek because I wanted to, you know, so let's have some mercenaries who have to keep someone alive. They're cut off from higher up and they have plenty of ammo and no reason not to use it. And it was fun, but there's political snark for the entire trilogy. And at some point I've got a fourth one plotted out, but I haven't nothing with the evidence it's contracted so uh, that Good. starts off that starts off with the get demolition. started but at time yes. the clock is ticking my friend yeah <laughs> the, uh, the demolition expert is the first one on site and has a pallet full of explosives and is not afraid to use it <laughs> and the uh, anyone who's familiar with it the elk elk has got explosives and she's first on site and the entire leadership's going oh god <laughs> <laughs> there's no one to stop her no one to stop her <laughs> Um, if they like the uh, if they, they like the actual military aspects of it, then anything in the freehold universe. Mm -hmm. And I try to make everything stand alone. Even though know, there's no, even though they're listed as sequels, most of them are not actually sequels. You can pick any book up. There's enough background to comprehend where it starts, what it's doing. <clears throat> so I've always hated finding a, a book with a great cover and a great sounding blurb, and pick it up and take it home. This is number four of six, and the first three are out of print. <laughs> but, that does me a lot of good. So. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, not ideal. Or they just haven't finished the finished the damn thing, right? Um, no, we're not. Well, I don't think I've read the books in question, but I think I know which ones you're referring to. <laughs> there, there, actually, there's I could I could I could think of two or three. Like it's not oh, yeah, just one author. That. Yes, yes, yeah, I can think of yeah, uh, one, two, yeah, many, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we won't we won't uh, harsh anyone's mellow. We'll, uh, we'll... it happens. <laughs> you know, yeah. I've had a delay in writing because I uh, got divorced, got remarried. My wife's fifteen years younger. I now have two more young kids, so I'll be seventy when the youngest graduates high school. How, how, well, <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't. I'm not going to ask about your your kid. Yeah, we also like I, I have the same wife, but we have uh, a very young one. Um, yeah. No, because I'm, 50, our, I'm 55 and my eldest daughter's 24 and my youngest is two. <clears throat> yeah, you're you you definitely have you're older than me, but my oldest is 19, my youngest is three. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like starting over again. It's just like so I've got you beat by six years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm uh and in some I, ways I'm a, I'm a lot, you know, it's, I've seen this before. So it's a nice try, you know, no anger. It's like, yeah, whatever. It's, it's a kid being a You try it. Sometimes it, it, it's like, <laughs> you all have to do this. No, you're doing the exact same thing with, like, I'm like, because I was, when I was younger, I was, you know, it was a har I was harsher on the kids. I'm not going to go into any detail, but I was, now I'm like, like, I, I know that you like to, every time you see an like a, a glass that's full, you want to just run toward it and dump it. I get it. So, <laughs> no, ours just ours just steal the drinks and drink them. Oh no, my, no, no, no! I'm at my desk with a glass of water and go, 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 go. That was mine. <laughs> yeah, no. This is you like if there's a glass of water anywhere near me, come grab it, dump it. 
it's like oh, that's a really annoying trait that you have let's yeah. uh and you know we, yeah. we call them a small person and baby brother and uh you know the discussion a couple of days ago was um so they've painted the entire stairwell the dining table the floor why did you give them paint i didn't give them paint i thought you gave them the paint small person <laughs> yeah uh, a little uh, a little open <laughs> a little open a little open secret uh i uh I kind of deserve things like that because when, when I was little and I saw my dad painting, I improvised. I never did. I, I, I mean, I, little bits, but never, nothing, you know, a little scribble here or there. Not, I mean, there's handprint art, cave art all down the stairwell. Let, let me be clear. When I, <laughs> when I improvised, I made my own paint. And by making my own paint. Yeah. No, but yeah. she did pour um she did pour paint onto her ceiling fan in order to decorate the walls, which was actually rather creative. Um, yes, it's hard to be it's like <laughs> it's hard to be angry, but I, yeah. I, I see what you did here. Okay, uh, you could have asked. We could have got you a toy that does this without painting the entire. Okay, all right. I, I gotta I gotta focus because I'll talk about yeah. this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bedroom, luckily. Well, all yeah. this becomes part of the writing process. You know, this is all. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, so. What do you work or what are your influences? Like, who do you consider your influences? Um, Heinlein was huge, Niven and Purnell, uh, Rudyard Kipling, um, uh, outdoor writer, um, Peter Hathaway Capstick, who was a big game hunter in five countries and then started writing about being a big game hunter and very vivid prose, very descriptive. You did great hooks and then you know, strung you along, and then the, the the finale was always very satisfying. It wasn't, that's it, it was, you know, <laughs> this man-eating beasts, and uh, <laughs> and then I realized my rifle was empty. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go back and you count how many rounds, and you're like, oh, wow, I, I should have seen, that. I should have figured that well, out. Well, in that case, they were in camp, and, uh, you know, so this, this is Africa, so you keep uh, loaded cartridges um, tip first in the muzzles of your double rifle. So the spiders don't lay net, uh, egg nests in your rifle and cause it to blow up. And you routinely in the, in the heat change out rounds so they're not overheated because that'll affect the chemistry of the, uh, of the combustion. So you got back to the tent after chasing this lion out of camp, cracked it open to change rounds just because default behavior. And it was empty because one of the clients had decided it was dangerous to have a loaded gun in the tent. They had to say, no, my gun stays loaded <laughs> at all times. <laughs> and he realized the lion had walked through one side of his tent and out the other next to his cot. <laughs> Not fun. Not yeah, good. Not good. A breech cloth and a double rifle. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, it's any so any other influences? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I read lots. Actually, I'd, I just... Um, Got out of basic. I was in tech school at Shepard Air Force Base, and Bain was a brand new publisher at the time. I think maybe two or three years, <laughs> and uh, they came up with this uh, scheming, conniving concept of getting their books into the exchange. So mm-hmm. every week I went to the in, every month I went to the exchange, and there were six more books from Bain. They're usually military SF, and frequently writers I knew. You know they. Um, you know, uh, Dean Ng, Purnell, uh, others. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I thought, all right, I got to buy all six of these books. 
<clears throat> and in between coursework and uh, military stuff, all right, I'm going to read all these books. Like, I need more books. <laughs> <laughs> so they did get a good market that way. And uh, yeah, so I saw all their stuff and was familiar with it, which is why I figured they were a likely venue for my work. Yeah, I'm definitely. I mean, that's it's it's why they're the first um, publisher I sent the pitches to for the for the anthologies. And um, the 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 thing about Bain is they'll publish. They're not ideologically constrained. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like they're open to like they'll publish like even in the anthology I have I have Mamatas right communist I have uh, like your story I and I have. You know other stories that are like I don't I don't like I like them having a market for ideas. Mm-hmm. An idea will succeed or fail on its own. If it's exactly. a bad idea, there's nothing to fear. But if you yeah. attack ideas and force them underground, even if they're bad ideas, they will metastasize because of their allure. As we've noticed the last couple of years, if you try and suppress information, you create conspiracy theorists where there weren't any. Right. Why are you exactly. hiding it? Of course, you shouldn't see it. Well, why shouldn't I see it? If it's stupid, I'll understand it's stupid. You're not smart yeah. enough to know that. Are you sure? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly creative enough to come up with an alternative explanation that's far worse for you and may not be true. Yeah. Yeah. Statist- uh, so smarter than me. Statistically, you're probably not. And when it comes to my wife, um, I, I'll put money that you're not. <laughs> well, especially, pol- well, anyway, uh, uh, yeah. especially politicians. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and even though he, he actually a uh, quite intelligent man per test scores uh you know bill clinton admitted he got into politics because he didn't really have any acumen for anything practical he came out and right. said it I, I could talk and persuade people but i really wasn't you know gonna do much else so yeah and you know, he's agreed with him or not he's he's quite intelligent and he understood that's where his uh forte was going to be yeah he's, he's, he's a he's a road scholar and he was also um you know again i uh, you know i'm not you can probably know where I stand, right? But yeah. um, uh, a little random story about Bill Clinton. Uh, so I worked with a guy who was in, uh, you know, worked. It was in Ar- Arkansas, and he he was he was at like a boy boys state or something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. since Clinton was Arkansas, uh, you know, I guess he went to Boys Nation or something like. I, I can't remember the details, mm-hmm. but he like chatted with Bill Clinton and you know, just had a, a positive exchange and then went back home and his girlfriend, the subsequent year was that, you know, had a, did this, did a similar thing. And he, you know, this, this guy was with his girlfriend mm-hmm. and, or actually knew he wasn't. So, so she mentioned, um, you know, and, and she was with him the first time that he had met Bill Clinton, but he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And when, when Bill Clinton was talking to her, he, he just said something like, I'm just going to make up the guy's name. You know, it was, uh, it was a name that was not relatively common. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was like uh, Jed or something like that. He right? remembered it. He's like, well, how's Jed? Like a year later, he had one meeting with a guy. Mm-hmm. He was just exceptional at remembering uh, people's faces and names and mm-hmm. which is what you have to be if you're a politician. Quite a few of them are. Yeah. And they have those skills. That, that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can despise a politician, but still respect them if they've got an intellect. Yeah. And I can, you know, 
grudgingly acknowledge things. He's like, so even if I don't like this guy, in this case, he got it right. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I don't blindly hate people just because. That's right. It's just, it's, just, it's not even like, and I try to, I try to segment it toward the policy. Like this policy right. is really, really dumb. Right. Like take the, take the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Like I, I think we had to get out. But like, that was relative, a disaster. That was beyond. But the ex, but the, but the execution. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, like, like we had to get out. I, I like, we've been right. there too long. There's no, there's not a lot to gain by staying there. We could have a smaller presence. But you can't say, like politicians are saying, you can only have 2,500 troops. Well, Bagram Air Force Base, we can't really defend it anymore, even though it's the single, like, uh, just an absolute disaster. And that was not a military. And that was less of an issue. Yeah. And that was less of an issue than just telling the civilians, well, you're on your own. We're pulling out. (laughs) (laughs) You got airfare, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, well, wow. Oh, well. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Uh, yeah. See ya. <laughs> and they started okay. making noises the same way in the Ukraine. But... Okay. Focus. So, um, well, for our second part of this discussion, but yeah. So, yeah, we will get. To, so, yeah. last last question in the first segment. Um, uh-huh. What are you working on now? What's coming out soon? What's coming out soon? And then what are you working on? So, I'm working on the third time travel novel. And these. These still stand alone, but these do read better as a series <clears throat> versus the freehold stuff. Um, and uh, I had the concept, I had a really rough outline, and I, in the last couple of days, I suddenly came up with a bunch of complications that make it so much better because complications mean, you know, conflict resolution, and, right. uh, which uh, involves either, you know, thinking or shooting, depending. <clears throat> so that's underway. Um, I've Basically, and, and uh, what's the title of that for, for people to look? Okay, <laughs> um, I good answer. Got conceptualized, but I need to finish putting the words down for um, a uh, Black Rising novel with uh, with Ringo. He gave me <clears throat> a bunch of input. I've got to throw down what I'm throwing down, and you know, send it to him to be tweaked. And uh, that was based on my story in Hail to the King, baby in the, the anthology <clears throat> people assume because this guy's a stoner they must also be stupid it's not at all true <laughs> nope <laughs> so that was gonna be a lot of fun <clears throat> and probably offend a lot of people so yeah. oh well um, then um coming out reprint in june ish is my uh, contemporary sniper trilogy that was originally published by harper collins back in 2004 2006 uh, Bain's reprinting that. Uh, it's, already been, it's already on sale electronically and have been, and reasonably well. And uh, and, and what's the name of that for people who check it out? Tar- is Target Terror is the uh, is the trilogy title? I think that's the Target Terror. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, U.S. Army snipers in uh, actually on the Pakistan side of the border because you know the U.S. has never actually gone onto the you know, into territory of uh, adjoining nations for a war, ever. Never. Never. <laughs> And uh, and then in um, Romania, uh, and then in Indonesia. All right. Well, uh, folks should definitely check out uh, the books that are currently out, particularly the Freehold series, your time travel series, and then you know look forward. They have a lot to look forward to with with what's coming out. Uh, thank you, Michael. Mike or Mike? Let's Mike. Michael or Mike? 
Mm-hmm. I'll just call you Mike. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, more efficient. More yep. efficient. All right. And we're going to move to the next episode and uh, talk about another uh, highly divisive, not really, topic. Talk to you soon. Thank you, everyone.